0: Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Community Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101.
1: Here we are with another episode of Black and White Market Chatter on Life Planning 101. Matt Irvin and Aaron Kennedy with you today. Uh, our long episode today, Aaron. we got a lot to talk about and a lot to share. But first, uh, I want to congratulate yes. Lake. He's out there. I guess he's really on the lake right now trying to get some fishing in. Uh, state tournament, is that right? Yes,
2: he's absolutely out there right now. Uh, yes, at state tournament. We're at Sam Raver Lake um, at state fishing tournament.
1: Great. Well, if uh, he happens to keep any, be sure to share with the rest of the class. So, uh, so, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, if they'll uh, let us bring them over, I'll, I'll do that. Pretty, pretty awesome. Well, uh, so today we want to talk to you about a couple of things. One of them is uh, planning horizon. You know, there was you know, there's so much going on today. And, and you know, it's really kind of crazy because most people aren't thinking, you know, two years or 10 days down the road. But it heard some interesting statistics the other day about living was it if you if you're alive in 2030 you'll live to age 100
2: yes and I I know some people have have heard me talk about this before I, I got this from Rick Edelman and I first heard him speak about this I think it was either 2019 2020 somewhere around in that area and it was just fascinating and we're not prepared We're really not prepared. And, you know, I came across a podcast and it was actually Rick Edelman and he was talking about the same stuff. I was like, here it is. Here it is. Everybody can hear it. Listen to what he has to say. It's absolutely fascinating.
1: Quite interesting, you know, because, you know, insurance companies notoriously are are known for being right because they're in the business of you know, keeping people insured and providing death claims for not going out of business. And so it wasn't very many years ago that a lot of the policies, you know, some policies were maturing at age 90. And now all the policies that we see permanent policies, these are not term policies, they target a maturity date of 120. And so with the thought that if people are going to start living to 100, you know, now, you would assume that that's only going to get longer. The longevity is going to get better due to due to technology and, and medical care. What's the next planning horizon? So uh, it's kind of interesting to unpack there.
2: Yes, it is. And I just, I mean, even let's start from the beginning about all the changes that are happening in healthcare. And I know, we, I know we've all been through uh, quite a bit since 2020. And, you know, a lot of the new, health stuff coming out is a little bit scary. But it, even if we put that aside, look at the, the technology we have for replacing huge bodies, for bones, for organs, you know, the bones, the organs, the processor that we can put into uh, paraplegics to help them think, you know, move. You know, technology is moving so fast. We will get to the point that life expectancy is way beyond where it is now. But if we get to that point, What happens to Social security? You already brought up life insurance. What what about the money that you're living on? Are are you going broke safely expecting that it runs out when you do at 85? These are all things that, you know, we're we're, not ready. In 2030, I was was writing this to everybody last night, and I was like, if he's half right, we've got some serious changes to make right now. We've got to start thinking differently. This is spooky. That's a yeah. long time.
1: It, well, it, it really is. and and that's where you know thinking, what what do you do to prepare? How do you even prepare to live that long? But one of the things going back to some of that medical technology, they're even talking about using some of those those nanoprocessors. The example that they used was the technology used to be a computer was the size of a room get it down to this to a desktop, get it down to a laptop, get it down to an Apple watch, you know, so small. And then it's going to be the size of a grain of rice, which is similar to what they're doing with that um, in the quadriplegics. And they're actually doing like an exoskeleton. Right. So that just made me instantly think of uh, Avatar. Right. It's, it's not just um, it's, it's allowing people to carry more, to be more productive. And so people may even be able to work longer. Right. So it may not just be that I'm retired for, you know, maybe I'm not retired for 60 years anymore, maybe or 40 years. You know, maybe I'm retired, but I take a part time job and and no longer is that ability to lift 50 pounds a restriction.
2: Yeah, good point. And so, I mean, just think about that. What if you're 70 in the year 2030? You know, you don't have quite the body that you had when you're 40s or 30s, you know, but hey, go throw on your exoskeleton. No, you're a 22 year old kid. You can move and jump and run and lift whatever you want to. And if you slide it on like a jacket and a pair of pants and, and you're ready to go.
1: You're back to a teenager. Yeah. You know, it's
2: fascinating to think about.
1: It really is fascinating. And and so so with that, you know, but people trying to think, you know, past that mark of you know, I'm 70 now, it's 2030, and I'm 70, and there's a high likelihood that I live another 30 years. People are having a hard time planning two weeks right now, let alone 20 or 30 years.
2: Yeah. It's a big difference. How do we plan for this?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of ways in the, in the market to do that. And I think, I think it's important to kind of, to understand, we have to understand why we're not thinking this way, you know, and and you can, Aaron, you can attest to this. I was something the other day, people are, are living in extremes right now, right? They're living, And we joke it's YOLO. Right. So in 2020, everybody had had a fear. You know, we we were faced with a virus. We had to address it appropriately. It was very impactful on so many things that we do. Well, now in 2023, well, heck, recession doesn't seem that bad, does it? You know, we can all have a party to celebrate recession at least. So, people yeah. are the, the threat is so much different, and the spending's still high. They're living that the YOLO lifestyle. It's uh, so trying to get people to shift their mindset to say, "This too shall pass." Right? You can't keep spending aggressively. You know, we need to be thinking about living to 100 or 100 plus. You know.
2: Yes. I mean, we, we actually went from a point that we were we were all going to die. We were told that. And now it's like, hey, I just made it through one of the worst times in history. If I can beat death, I can beat anything. And let's go. <laughs> that's, well, that's, the mentality. that's exactly right. It, it can come back any time. What if death comes tomorrow?
1: I might as well spend everything and have a great time. Well, hey guys, come on. You can't take it with you. And, and you know, there's, there's several clients that we meet with that say, if I live that long, I'm just going to spend it all we try to help people think through the tomorrows because there's no way that you can think of all the things that could ever come, come against you in life. Right. And none of us are perfect, sure. but we've worked and, and helped keep several people retired over the years. Just, you know, a few of them, I guess, uh, <laughs> there's so many families that we work with and we some of their experiences as well. So when we look at it, we say, well, these things could happen because we've seen it happen where some people can't fathom it. So there's clients constantly say, "I never thought I'd live this long." Well, they're still healthy. It's like, okay, so how do we make help you make you know, um, you know kind of that shifting goal line? You know, we touched on Social Security; we can circle back to that. But that um, that longevity is kind of a shifting goal. You might have to run a couple more plays to stay on track to get a touchdown versus being you know an indoor field that's that's a lot shorter. Think about that. If you're living to a 100- hundred. What are the odds that you're going to run through a
2: period in history that we have high inflation that your money is drained away very very quickly? What is the chances that you're going to live through a point in history where there is a huge natural disaster in your area or a huge disaster in our country like 9/11 or you know all these things. So you've got to you've got to get your assets to grow and last ever bit as long as you do and make it through the ups and the downs. Right. And you can't really do that safely for, you know if, if we're looking at a 40 to 60 year time frame your assets has got to last a long time and i'm not saying taking stupid risk but you just think if, you, if you're in a traditional 60 40 portfolio you're doubling your money over 12 years or so hey milk just tripled in price in a year what do you do that,
1: well you, you have you know, to you wait got about it. four more years to, to drink milk here and that's the answer
2: yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. almond milk hopefully <laughs> didn't grow up much, but you know, but you got to plan for this. So maybe you stretch out and, and you become more comfortable with your risk that you're taking. Maybe you start doubling your portfolio every nine years, you know, or, or just trying to push it up a little bit. Or, you know, we got to get our mind okay with ups and downs as long as it's there 10 years from now and it's grown and getting close to that double during that point. You know, you got to get your mind to be comfortable with that. So right. no crazy risk, but you can't take stupid, no risk. Can't go broke safely.
1: Well, that's right. You cannot go broke safely. And it's kind of an interesting concept because so many of the people that we follow, I know you've read it. I've read it too. The 60-40 retirement portfolio is gone gone meaning that it, it no longer works. And it was very interesting because they touched on that. That uh, Rick Edelman and the uh, gentleman they spoke with, they touched on the fact that when you think of plans, and so often advisors use 85 or age 90 as their planning time horizon and say, you're in great shape. And we even see it with when we help someone log in to their 401k to help them with an allocation, they'll log in and they'll say, Hey, it says right here that I could have, you know, XYZ dollars a month for retirement. And so we start looking at the fine print. It says, yes, if you stay invested at, you know, an eight, 8% return and you have a 75 year time horizon, your money will, you know, last breath, last dollar. I said, yes. Okay. So if you want to live to age 75, that's what you can take out. So meaning The 60-40 was geared so much for a shorter planning horizon. So we have to make hay when the sun's shining. We have to stock our vegetables the years that they make for future years, right? That's exactly right. When you think about how quick money doubles, so say, let's look at that negative interest rate environment because there's been countries uh, in this world that have shifted to that model, you know, and, and some pretty prominent countries, and you can speak better to that than I, but what I'm saying is, cash looks pretty good. Flat looks pretty good in a negative interest rate environment. But how quick does cash double?
2: Uh good gosh!
1: So think. So think. At
2: zero, it never does.
1: There you At go. Thank
2: one, you. Seventy-two years.
1: Right. So if you're if you're gonna, it's, so we're talking about the need to double your money. You know, let's call it an average of ten years, right? Just a good average. You can get a double every ten years. Well, that could be okay, but if you get a double every seventy-two years, I don't, I don't know. I mean, respectfully, some people may never see their money double. You know, to go backwards to lose. You know, we've always uh, modeled inflation at about you know two to four percent, depending on the category. Some are more aggressive than that, uh, like medical and education are, are high inflationary. Um, other, just a, just a broad-based inflation is is not typically that high year-over-year long-term average, right? You have bouts of high inflation, like we're living now. So to go back what you said earlier, you know, will you ever see a high inflationary environment? Well, we're living it, and some, some folks have seen it twice. And so if you live yeah. another, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, you'll probably see a third one, I'm sure, you know, somewhere in the mix. So we need to start looking at, so opportunities and opportunities are coming in so many different ways. You know, we, we touched on that, you know, the ability to potentially work longer with the technology. So to go back, you know, that technology that's there. And I think one of the things to remember, one of the big, you know, ahas for me uh, listening through that podcast was. You can't put your head in the sand, like you just noted, and you can't be close minded to new things. That doesn't mean you have to play the fad. Right. There's a difference. You, you, you make logical sense. One of the things that was uh, important to think about was they talked about the people that didn't accept the Model T at first. Well, it doesn't have any headlights. It doesn't have any windows. It's dusty. It's bumpy you know and so the the carriage and buggy guys were anti car well look at us now you know cars are are innovative and now they fly you know people personal flying vehicles such like that and something more recent that we can wrap our head around is you know blockbuster would laugh netflix out of the room of the negotiation room and then look at now Kodak, that's another something we're very familiar with. They made reference to Kodak, didn't adopt some of the technology that Instagram did because it didn't fit. They sold it to Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And then Instagram turned around and uh, and I forget, $2 billion sold their company for $2 billion with 14 employees and Kodak went bankrupt that year with 150 employees. So we got to stay open-minded. Now, it doesn't mean blindly accept everything that's true, but we also have to be forward thinking because with a field goal that's moving, that extended planning horizon, we have to think differently because where we could accept certain risks and then we disregarded other risks, that is flip-flopping. Longevity risk is becoming much more prevalent than it once was.
2: And you can do this at different risk levels. Even if you can accept the idea that technology is changing, we can go into a broad-based technology index or something like that with a very small portion just knowing technology is changing. If you're a super aggressive person, then maybe maybe you could go out there and hey, I'm going to build a small portfolio of AI companies. I'm going to build a small portfolio of biotech companies. You know, even if you're keeping this at two to three percent of your portfolio, you can get as aggressive as you want, or stay as broad based as you want. You just got to got to have the acceptance that times change, and times are changing. We all know that. It's just scary
1: it reminds me of, of something that we talked about before and you know you can it was more of a mindset switch so i think it falls right into play about you know, it says you can always tell how somebody how wealthy someone is by the time frame for which they speak when we're kids it's hey i need my allowance friday so i can go to the movies on saturday And as we grow as adults, it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, save over the next six to 12 months so I can have a down payment next year for my house, you know, and then as we grow even more, you know, I need my retirement assets to grow over the next 10 years. That way I can spend the next 30 years retired. You know, so as that timeline shifts, you know, we think your wealth changes, you know, so. When we stay in that, well, I need bed. I've
2: never heard that before.
1: I love it. Yeah. So it's just kind of wrapping your head around your perception because people that are patient often get paid to wait. And, and right now we're really, really trying hard to find ways for folks to get paid, uh, whether that be you know capturing some interest rates, uh, getting some yield, some dividend payers that are kind of designed to grow through the madness, getting paid to wait, but but having that patience. Because if we're trading on every every little bit of news, we're going to get lost in the shuffle. And with that, every bit of news, what about the job numbers?
2: Not good. If you read the news, they're fantastic. But you know what? There's been lots of reports of lots of fraud. Lots of fraud. If y'all can believe this, people are getting unemployment insurance and they don't need it. Think about this. There is actually lots of evidence out there that our job market is actually stronger than what is being put out there. If our job market is stronger and Consumers are still spending like drunken sailors. What kind of risk are we looking at? If the majority of our is the consumer and there's more jobs that people have that we know about and they're still spending, where's that pushing our economy?
1: Yeah, we're hotter and hotter,
2: right? Yeah. There's a big risk that the economy is going to be okay. Everybody's talking about the recession right now. Right? We know the recession. The money supply is shrinking for the first time. Since the 70s, uh, the same thing that helped the market grow during COVID, the trillions of dollars that were flooding into the market, trillions of dollars are flooding out right now. Money supply is shrinking. That's a risk. Everybody's planning for it. Everybody knows the risk is there and everybody's planning for it. What's the likelihood that it's going to
1: happen? Right. If everybody knows about it, there's probably
2: no surprise there. Yeah. Surprised in. Everybody's scared to death. How much money's on the sidelines right now
1: waiting for the big crash? what happens if it never comes? Well, and and think about this too. And I haven't, you may have run the numbers. I haven't, but you know, how much money even for us have we pulled in for folks trying to help them get brokered CDs, diversify FDIC risk. We've done that. We've pulled it in, done cash management for people. doesn't mean we took more risk than the bank. It just means we helped probably mitigate some of it. And, yeah. and some of that, for some people, that will be market investment when the time is right yes so extrapolate that out across other advisors money
2: coming in. that could be real big all the money on the sidelines all the cds all the cash got to go somewhere eventually
1: there's a lot to that. And, and the the biggest thing is for folks that we can do something for because we can't control that. We can't control what the Fed does. I don't know if anybody's ever been able to. And Powell seems <laughs> to be on a mission. So we're going to let him be on a mission. But the, the biggest thing that we can do, so we, we focus on what we have available at our fingertips. So, so if we know that our time horizon just shifted 15, 20 years and we know that interest rates are paying a decent amount right now, we got to get that working. And then we need to be ready to take an appropriate amount of risk. And I say it like that because for everyone, it's different. Everybody has different goals, objectives, and a risk tolerance. And, and we can't be naive to that. But we have to be willing to take an appropriate amount of risk to meet our goal. And that's really difficult to navigate alone, right? You and I obviously have studied a lot of a lot of hours and spend a lot of time with the clients about trying to develop strategies but it's hard to believe that there's people actually trying to be out there right now doing it on their own i don't know that i would ever try to replace my knee or do shoulder surgery on my own but it's, it's when you put it in that context you know people try to navigate these waters and and some mistakes When you make some mistakes, they're irreversible and missed opportunities. And that's our biggest hope because so much of this is a moving timeline. We know the technology is coming. We know that there's going to be opportunities and there always has been. There's always opportunities for people that think the market's going to go up. There's always opportunities for people to think the market's going to go down. So as long as you're seizing those opportunities, but in a intelligent, thoughtful, risk adjusted way, you're going to be okay. Anyways, Aaron, I think we're running out of time today. Before we get wrapped up, is there any last-minute uh, items you want to touch on? Planning Horizon or some of the technology or opportunities or longevity or uh, things that we're doing? Is there anything you want to wrap up with today?
2: No, not really. You know, I, I hope we, we created a spark today. Um, this is kind of stuff really fired up. I love it. So if you're listening to questions, you want to talk about it, steps to move forward, holler us. Love to talk about it. Um, got tons of ideas. Uh, so please, please reach out. Love to hear from you yep
1: yep and and two if you have any ideas about things you want to hear about we'd love to hear from you and and take advantage of that and walk you through it as as close as we can really appreciate you guys thank you so much for listening and participating with us each week uh here on uh on life planning 101 and i hope you have just a wonderful weekend and aaron uh, best of luck as you wrap up the the tournament there black and white market chatter on life planning
0: 101 Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, a registered investment advisor member FINRA/SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates, Incorporated.